which mm-hmm. you know when Rowan's going over the rules, it, it's if you're late, you get left behind. If you complain about what my wife's cooking, you get left, you get behind. left behind. He's like, if you mess with the girl, bad things happen. Hello and welcome everyone to the Spines and Spirits podcast. I'm your guide today. My name is Adam and I'm going to stumble until I find the seven words that make y'all love me. <laughs> and this is Gerald again with a J once again for the night. Even got my hair down. So welcome. <laughs> and this is Christy, always with the K. So you guys already know Spines, that part of our name. We're in the King Killer Chronicles. We're going over a real deep dive here into the name of the wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Gerald, what are the spirits? It's a, it's a spirit that you like to take a nice long sip on after I make a lot of noise with it. We're mixing it up today. We're on the 1792. Gerald, what's the proof on that? The proof is a 94 proof on it. And this is the lovely bottle. That 1792 small batch Kentucky bourbon straight. So you guys know that when we left you off last week, we left you off on chapter 28. We're going to be moving into chapter 29, which is the doors of my mind. And in this chapter, kind of what I spoke about a little bit at the end of chapter 28 was I felt like Scarpy woke something up in quotes mind whenever he called out his true name. I feel like that was the potential crack. And you see that in this chapter because he actually says he uses one of Ben's tricks and it, it, it allows him to think more clearly. And now he's thinking, yeah, the Chandrian have enemies. The chapter itself is super short and it basically ends with him finally opening up and reading rhetoric and logic i read this book probably 11 times like i said beforehand um listen to it countless times Not going 18 to you said that last episode it's 18 times i think it's 19 now i think i'm on my 21 now <laughs> reviewing this book and i never put two to two together until adam says I think something that Scarfy said broke in Crowth when he said his name. And like I said, you once read over, you twice read over. Even the third time, never caught that. And it was amazing what Adam said. And then I'm like, when I'm rereading it now, I'm like, huh, oh, that's why he was crying. I thought it was something else for some odd reason. So that was kudos on Adam's part on that. I think Christy said it best last Mm -hmm. week. When she said, yeah, read it the first time, reread it the second time, and then after you read it the third time, it's time to start a podcast. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and here we are. Um, I think it's really funny I said that because I don't remember. Maybe I <laughs> should not drink so much during these podcasts. <laughs> it was the spirits in our name, y'all. That's how it was. <laughs> that, that was because like, it's, it's the one week that I, I drank some of the spirits, and I usually don't. I think... The only there's like only a couple things I can really really remember about this chapter, um, or that stood out to me about this chapter is that he quote talks about you know he reiterates what we've already known is that the Chandrian are scared of at least three things at least three things that we know of that is the you know the Amir the singers or the 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 Sith. So either way, like I think at one point it was brought up that it, it might be it might be an interesting like little 
tidbit that possibly, I think Adam, you said this, is that Quoth might be one of the singers, even though we're not entirely sure who those are or what they are at this point. We know Taylor's one. Really? How? Yeah, it, it talks about that in Scarby's story that Taylor was one of the singers. Uh, I would I was I would like to put in that it's also that Quoth has now realized he's not living a fantasy story. He's living real life and he knows for these last three years after his mind we were is rewoken that yeah, I'm gonna kill uh Lan Ray. Kill the un defeated Lan Ray. No, so he, he actually says he can't. You yeah. know, and he says that he's got to find help for these people who are hunting. Yeah, that's, the that's what I'm going with. Yeah. And you know, it, it kind of bleeds in a little bit because where I was talking about how his his he's starting to break a little bit. I think it's kind of funny that chapter 30 is called the broken binding because I think it's almost like irony that the binding mm-hmm. he has is breaking at this point. You know, I don't think it's necessarily just what the 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 shop that he's selling the book at is called. I think it's more than that. I think there's some kind of like, you know, irony, like I said, yeah. that the broken binding is named this chapter while Quoth is literally breaking the binding that's been over him the last three years. But yeah, um, that's why I thought about it uh, on this one. And then he also, um, like Adam said, he pulls out um, the book, Rectory Kit and Logic. And um, I, I'm kind of against Adam on this one. I think Quoth has opened this book just only on a few um, occasions because he doesn't want to get dirty. He feels like it's a holy relic to him because it's the last thing that he has that ties him to his past. And when he opens it, he sees it. He sees the description that Ben gave him, and that gives him like, okay, so if I can't do this by myself, I need to find people that actually can help me on my quest I got to do. Yeah, and I, I didn't say he didn't open the book. I said he hasn't read the book cover to cover. He, I, I think he would read it every now and then just for, you know, strength. Mm-hmm. But I do fully believe this is the first time that he's read it. And as he reads Ben's inscription, you know, that's when he says, I've got to go to the university. I've got to go to the archives. Yeah, well, This is where well, I can find help. It really is funny, though, because it was like it was the one book like I don't know if you remember, but it was the one book that he did not read cover yeah. to cover. He didn't mm-hmm. want to read it. And, and I think Ben knew that. And that's why I don't know if it was like maybe something like he needed to read or if it was just Ben being a butthole to him just to say, like, this is the one book I know you don't like. Yeah. So I'm going to leave this mm-hmm. to you with my inscription. And, and make you want to read it. it. It's and a discipline so, thing, right? I mean, yeah, he's is. saying if you want to grow, you're going to have to read. You're going to have to do things you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. one of them. Yeah, this is the big thing. I think that was one. Like, uh, um, I love how we can disagree and agree at the same time. Because, like you said, even if he did read this book in the three years when he was in Tiberian, he didn't understand it really. He was just like, I'm just, you know, I'm treating this like a... a, a a relic of my past. Now his mind has been open and been cracked open, and now he's like, "Oh, okay, yes." Chapter two this is what I'm supposed to do. Okay, yeah, I got it. Keep it in my mind. So, yeah, he's he's now for um, the door of his mind. He's now passing. I would say he's exiting out of the door of forgetting. If you want to try to play on play on words on this one, 
He might be starting, but he's not there yet. No, he's not there yet. He's 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 like he's still got a hand on his door. He's like, yeah, mm, yeah, but. And that leads us to chapter thirty, the mm. broken binding. Which, like I said, there's some irony there because it's what's happening to Quoth right now. He, in this chapter, he goes to the broken binding, and gets essentially a loan, a pawn of his book with the promissory note that he can buy it back within 20 days. There's some haggling that goes on there. He ends up, you know, kind of saying like the guy's not that bad as he goes to, to rob him. But this chapter again, just like chapter 29, it's not huge. There's not much in it. And Quoth is telling the story the way it happened. It's, it's more bringing us, the readers, back to saying, hey, he's getting back to where he was Quoth at 12 years old. He was smart, he was quick. Because he basically takes this uh, this book this bookkeeper pretty well, because he said like like him, you know for two several talents I want to sell this book, and and he looks at him Quoth is dirty he's filthy he's not someone clean so the bookkeeper does you know he's like he's a he's a merchant he's not coming back for the book so yeah I'll give it to him yeah the book's worth more than that what I'm giving to you and Quoth has secretly like yeah. You think that, but for the two talents you paying, I'm gonna pay you in two pennies. So there you go. So as well as much as I think that it's kind of messed up for Quoth to do that at the end, <laughs> the guy tried to is, swindle him. It yeah, is, yeah. yeah, he swindled him. But it was it was funny because it was it like kind of it tied in with all the whole the whole part of him saying that he was stretching his mind. The bookkeeper actually trying to apologize like Adam said earlier uh, to Quofo being hey I thought you was just a dirty merchant child you know coming in just to pawn off a book even though I do pawn, I don't do pawns you know this ain't this ain't a pawn shop and he's he shakes he shakes uh, Quofo's hands so that takes us into chapter 31 which is called the nature of nobility and in this chapter, he goes, he finally talks about it's the best meal that he can remember he's had. He gets it at a waterside inn. He wants a bath. He, in order to do that bath, he has an option to pay for it, which he has the money for, or he can do essentially like chores and work it off. He agrees to do the chores because this is the most money he's had in a while and he doesn't want it to go to waste. He works, he scrubs the hearth. And then at this point, he realizes like, I don't want to put on the same dirty burlap sack and canvas pants that I had before. So he goes to get some clothes. And when he does this, he settles back into that mindset of acting. And he becomes the person that he remembers he used to be in the troupe. What did, what, let me ask this, I guess, for the both of you. What was your favorite part of him acting out? this piece like look what, what was the one thing that you really liked about this madison hold your ears girl oh i was gonna say madison already knows well about the, i was gonna say what i'm gonna tell you she's been listening yeah. to the book so well a harlot stole his clothes is why he's running around the streets butt naked but he ain't really butt naked because he's in a he's in a, towel. a lovely towel yeah and he so gets a that? robe whenever he goes to the yeah to the tailor yeah i just like how he uses the word wanton yeah wanton yeah wanton, wanton. 
Like, that was my favorite part. He's like, wanton. A gentleman's dignity is never far from his purse. But I, I just thought it was so great how he literally, like, he reminds me of, what was it, the um, Game of Thrones, the 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 face, the, what was it, the mask? The faceless man? Yeah, the faceless mm. man. Who, like, like, he can literally put on a mask and be somebody else. Like, he, he was able to just completely, like, oh, I am this pretentious, pretentious, pompous person. Bum home. And, um, yeah, he, he did really great at it. I mean, it was just, it was funny. It was, just, it was like, it, 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 it makes you wonder. I think it kind of goes back to something that Adam had said earlier is, you know, about why he didn't use any of his talents at the time he was scraping on the streets of Tarbian. And it's like, he just pulled this out of his pocket, this character and literally just like ran like ran with it and was able to get whatever he wanted with this pompous jerk <laughs> he's just so, like he, he's like button 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 i'll be needing some change <laughs> oh, yeah. um and this is a powerful lesson i think Crawford is trying to tell us and for uh the reader and well for the readers that in the modern day something has quotes attention to change his name to no I mean to coat you know what I mean I'm going with where if he's telling this big story for three years I was a different person I wasn't I wasn't both I was just a lonely child at 12 years old defending for myself I, I didn't have no skills and then we come to the end in the present day we have coat kind of doing the same thing i thought it was kind of interesting if you don't tie it in i, I mean i'll tie it in after counted countless readings of this and this just shows how the mind works in this world to me i think it's kind of funny because you bring up code and the innkeeper mm -hmm. that at the end of the, this chapter you know he's talking to this this particular innkeeper where he's like you know I would count myself lucky if I have an end like this someday. And it's complete foreshadowing of what's going on in the present day. Now he's got his own in and he is that barkeep. I was hoping when y'all brought that up because it said it was a grubby inn in Waterside. And Quoth's waystone inn is clean, immaculate, un But that doesn't dusty. mean that it's not in a grubby town. <laughs> I'm just saying, and they, he never said that it was like a grubby. He never really. I mean, he may maybe he said grubby, but I don't know. But he never said it was like even this slightly grubby in a waterside. He says, <laughs> and, and you know, he, he also said, "Yep, look at that." But his own. Child, stop looking at the dang book. <laughs> his own. <clears throat> His own inn is in a, a town so small that like nobody hardly shows up. Because he's hiding. He's hiding. He knows what's going on. He don't want. He actually doesn't want to die, even though he keeps saying. So he's in a grubby inn that he's taking immaculate care of. That takes us to chapter thirty-two, which is called "Coppers, Cobblers, and Crowds." So at the start of the chapter, Quoth is wandering around, trying to go back towards um, hillside, I believe. And there's a lot of people walking with him, but he feels like he's being watched. He's, he's ducking in and out, trying to hide. And he ends up ducking into 
a shop that is ran by my favorite person in the world. And the reason that I say that is it's because not it's not Trappist. You'll understand why in a minute. But he he's a cobbler. He makes shoes. And so whenever this old dude walks out and he sees both standing there, he's like, who must need shoes? It's because he made a dad joke. Because he wanted to laugh at his own joke, too. But he's my he's my favorite guy just for that line. Like, if I ran a shoe store and people came in, I would say the same thing. I would just be like, you must need shoes. I'm sorry if you came upon this podcast on Twitter or anywhere else where uh, you're like, hey, I'm looking for a book podcast. And my husband's like, you must need us. A book podcast. A book podcast. Find the spirits. And that's uh, what my my husband fantasizes over. He's like, I'm just wanting to feel that need. And for anybody that does stumble upon our lovely podcast, <laughs> Christy is not sorry. She's being funny at the moment. And I do not appreciate her. Focus. I am just saying, <laughs> if somebody's got a gaping okay. hole, I'm ready to fill what? it. All right. So... That's Whoa. too much. <laughs> That's way too much. Okay. Uh, Gerald was being funny, and you just made it weird. I want to say he says something like, you know, some people need to air out their feet. Could be the same with secrets. I don't know. I just sell shoes. I just sell shoes. And I love that little line as well. But uh, I guess before we get too far ahead, because this is a slightly longer chapter, was there anything else up to this point with the cobbler you guys wanted to comment on? Um, it, it is one, and it's a, one of the one of my favorite um, sayings. Fear tends to come from ignorance. Once I knew what the problem is, it was just a problem, nothing to fear. So That's... that comes back to like an H.P. Lovecraft quote that I love, which is the greatest emotion that humankind has is fear, and the greatest fear is fear of the unknown. Um, um, no, I, I always love that quote too, Gerald. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, no, we got we got things. Uh, I got one more thing on the the cobbler. The cobbler Go song. ahead, because I'm done with uh, the cobbler. Uh, are you done with it? Yeah. Um, so, uh, me done with it? so the cobbler. Uh, I mean, the the shoemaker that Pope stumbles into. Um, I love how he puts him into three different shoes. There you Not go with day. the threes. The threes, yeah, baby. I, like, Does I'm he here. Really, is it really three? Yes, I think this is quote also showing us as readers. Okay one of his flaws he's he's an arrogant kid don't remember what apathy told him you know after he tried to call the name of the wind and messed himself up real bad he's like yeah kid you're gifted you're good but you are reckless as hell you have to think you don't think some of the times and I think this is one of his moments he's telling if you actually look at it because couple more chapters you'll see Crove does brilliant things but he does some stupid stuff hey remember the story about Lon Ray um but it, you know and he was saying because Lon Ray had literally like tried to basically get more knowledge than he was ready to handle he got more power than he was ready to handle so fast and and you know we we all know what happened there well I think we do Actually, I, I will say this part. If we're, if, if we're going to go on that point just a little bit, I don't think Quoth actually knew the story of Lamray because he says later on, I mean, not later on, 
previous chapters, uh, my father never finished the song, so he never fully got it until yeah. Scarpie has told the story. And I'm thinking he's, this is the one of the part of his minds that he's like, oh, that was an interesting story. But I'm, you know, still not the quote that you're telling stories about yet. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? that's a good point, Gerald. It's, yeah, you're right, because he, I would say, he never... He didn't know the actual story long, right? So I guess the warning from Ben or Abanthe or whatever would be moot because he didn't really... I, I think it says so many times, be wary of folly, but, like, how... I'm sorry. Like, what kind of folly? Like, should I not go running naked through the streets kind of folly? Or should I not destroy six or seven kingdoms kind of folly? Like, which... Or should I be wary of the person that wields folly? Yeah, it was, are we talking folly the sword, the weird like jagged sword that we're gonna hang up over my uh, bar in that five years? That is a beautiful years? sword, like, I, I and it's know. a lady. It's a lady sword. It's don't a lady. Do, it's a lady. Don't, don't be this bass. Okay, you're bass now. Don't be over here disrespecting folly. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As a lady, you're holding your hands. So after he leaves the cobbler, he goes and he finds caravans that are going to be making trips to Emre. He wants to go to Emre because that's where the university's at. Mm-hmm. He ends up stumbling across Rowent and Rita. And Rowent is giving him this information saying that it'll be four days to get there. Six days if raining. And he tells him what it'll cost, which, you know, when Rowan's going over the rules, it's... If you're late, you get left behind. If you complain about what my wife's cooking, you get left, you get behind. left behind. He's like, if you mess with the girl, bad things happen. Okay, so we got to talk about this girl first before. All so that. I mean, hang on, yeah. So so when he when he when he talks about the girl, the reason is is because Quotes looked over and he sees what's gonna be dinner. Mm-hmm. Something that I noticed in this chapter, at least in this beginning part, when he describes the girl that he sees, it is so basic. It is so simple, and it is nothing like the way that he has gone over important details in his story. Did you guys pick up on that? Yes, I did. And I will tell you why. Tell me why. I'll tell you why, because this is Quoth. Like I said, and I, I love how Adam places on and like I said Adam's points brings a lot of content to my my mind to actually think on and I'm thinking that Adam's right I think Quoth is a singer we don't know what a singer is yet but I'm pretty sure Quoth is one of them uh, don't be spoiling chapter I mean book two y'all but yes I think Quoth is, <laughs> is a singer spoiler the there's nothing in, in book two that says that either, but it's it's a, it does. It's a fair <laughs> kind of, kind yeah, of, kind of, kind of, but he yeah. Sings. But Quoth is telling this story, and the way he's telling the story is like how he does 
his music. This is a this story is his music in, instrument that he doesn't play as coat. He's this is Quoth telling a story, and it is it is absorbing us in. So he's telling in the order it happened, according to him. So when he explains Dinner, she's not that really that important. So, oh, it's a girl. She's she's older than me. She's but she's not that old. Where not quite to, a lady. I, yeah, she's not quite a lady. She can get away with still wearing pants, but it's on that fine line yeah, that's kind cool. of thing. So the only thing left that I had for chapter 32 was that he does go back to the basement where he had Travis, and, and he's a little bit upset at first because the kids don't recognize him. They try to steal from him. Travis comes in. He's talking to the other kids and, and Quoth is getting a little bit upset with himself and he's like, man, he's not going to recognize me. So Trappist is telling him that he's got to go buy some soap and he's like, if you tell him it's from me, they'll they'll take care of you. And Quoth is elated at that point because he realizes that like Trappist sees him. Trappist knows it's him. Trappist doesn't see the clothes. He tells Trappist he's leaving and, and Trappist is just so excited because he's like I love it when one of you get out of here and that's kind of where the the chapter leaves itself is him saying his goodbye to the basement that to the guy who runs this basement that potentially saved his life what did you guys think about that I will say that um, Travis has shown something more to me after reading this because Quoth is now he's telling the story so Quoth is like oh I'm clean. I have shoes on. You know, I'm pretty much part of the crowd, so to say. So, like Adam said, he's he's saying by the trappers. One to say by the trappers, and he's seeing some of the children making him an outcast because he's not one of them no more. So he fears that trappers will see the same way. Uh, trappers sees Quoth as Quoth, and who else saw? Quoth is Quoth. It's my point on this point. It's a long theory on this one, y'all. Stay with me. Travis might happen to be a namer. I don't think so. Without without knowing it. That's what I'm saying. Without knowing. Without, without knowing it. I still don't think so. I think he's just a tailing priest. Uh, or formerly tailing priest. I don't think it is. Because Slash the reason was... Possibly pedophile. Christy, those are fighting words. I'm fighting words. Listen... I'm just yeah. going to say this. He comes back to Trappist in book two to take care of him. And I think yes. he would not do that I if we what you're alluding to. Talking about book two. We're not, but I'm and totally sick of you dogging my boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you, you hit, you do it. You hit, you hit low blows. And Kof, and Kof has literally told you already, if anyone laid a hand on Trappist, we will maul him, and he will right. not get up. So apparently that applies Never. to like podcasters, and and I I feel like apparently I'm don't I'm talk gonna, about boy trappers. So I'm, I'm gonna be jumped after this. So that's gonna take us to chapter thirty three, and I'm gonna talk for just a minute on this one because this is a heavy chapter for me. It it starts off where it talks about how much Quoth really likes cloaks with a lot of pockets. It talks about Sealdish money, and how it's good enough to spend anywhere mm -hmm. but more importantly than that than that it gets to Denna and it gets to the first conversation that Denna and Kvothe have and number one right off the bat I'm sure both of you know this 
quote starts off with a seven word sentence which will be talked about a little bit later should we keep up with the amount of times in this podcast that seven word sentences are used between these two that's my first question yes or no that's all i want to know i'm going to so yes i mean but if hey, y'all don't do I'm it i'm gonna a keep data it analyst i yes so we're yes, gonna do yes. that yep i would but but num- number two the other thing i had is past where this past this past this point y'all Past this point. Point. I still yeah. think this is number one. I still yeah. think this is number one. But, and I will explain why yeah. if we get to less talents chapter. But once they are spending the day together, this is something else I wanted to bring up to you guys and something that I didn't realize until more recently whenever I read through this book and kind of started paying attention to the little pieces we're dissecting. Mm-hmm. There's a part where they're looking at clouds. And Quoth tells Denna that he's looking at the clouds and he's telling her essentially what the clouds, what the clouds, we'll see because I'm not done, but he's telling her about what the clouds mean for the weather. And to me, he's telling her the names and what she's doing is she's coming back and she's telling them the, she's telling him the shapes of the clouds. She uses a rose, number one, number two, a harp, number three, a waterfall, Two questions here. Number one, number one, is this the first Don't time that it. we see? Is this the first time we see a namer and a shaper coming together? And yes. number two, number two, is this some serious foreshadowing where she's explaining the shapes of the clouds? After a while, after you get through the first book and then you go in the second book, you see that Quoth and Denna are the same coin but opposite sides the three no. shapes that Dina talks about which is the rose. rose a harp and a waterfall like the rose obviously comes back to what she tells quote about like all you men have the same book and and all of you give roses the harp she plays a liar right that's that's what's going to come up later has the waterfall been mentioned because if not I have an idea about in book two whenever he calls. In book two. Is it, do you think that's when he calls the, the he uses um, sympathy to cause that wave to like knock her down whenever they're playing in the river? Yes, that's what I'm going with. That is how the waterfall is in book two. That is that because the water into... hits her and she falls? No, I think, I think. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, right, I think so... Kof used a little sympathy to. Help, her, help him out because he was like, hmm, maybe Quoth has been, oh, no, maybe Quoth has been done wrong by the Chandrian and Dana has been wrong by the Amir. Okay, that's interesting. Yes. That's early. This is too early of a three, but yeah, but boom. I, I feel like there might be a little bit more to it than that. Yeah, because I think her patron's <laughs> an Amir. But anyway. For the for the record, I think the waterfall is a, is is not come to pass yet. I, so you I think, think it's it, indoors like of stone? And the the you know the what is it the harp? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are obvious things, and and you know could be. But I feel like the waterfall maybe is just like the third thing that has not come to pass. When will we see be. that? When doors of stone comes out we are going to enjoy the hell of it you understand what i'm saying 
with you and your oh, and it will fully be covered on this <laughs> podcast yes. probably so, chapter by chapter at this by point chapter by chapter it's gonna be chapter chapter listen we go listen we're, we're gonna read one chapter of like yeah we're on we're on live go what do you think <laughs> I can't imagine. Two. We'll be back. Honestly, I only Go. just got introduced to these books like seven, eight years ago. Yes. Or however, I don't know how long it was, but I can't imagine like Adam, the cloud, you've read the clouds. Yeah, you're talking about Zed and that's in the Zed. Wizard's First Rule. Yes. So That was the book that got us all together, y'all. Wizard First Rule, which will be on this podcast. I'm sure it will at some point. Sometime. Gerald, yes. you read that too? Yes. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. Gerald read that. And, and Adam was the one that brought me to Like every that one. book, I bring yeah. you guys. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. That's why he's our guide. And we're just the lonely host. Lonely, lonely really? host. We're just, we're just following in his wake. There's a very interesting courtship going on and I think it plays heavily into the lay of Sir Savian Treliard where when once quote talks about that that song in depth he talks about how there's this this certain melody going on and then there's like a counter harmony that doesn't quite match but at the same time it kind of melds together you see that between Denna and Quoth Quoth uses being of empathy's um, description kind of in the wrong way sometimes. I think that he's like, oh, this would, this would be folly if I unjuggle this point. Um, you will see this later on in a few chapters of this book that you're like, okay, I love how Quoth is, he's passionate, he's, he's brass, he goes for it and all. But when he needs to go for it, it seems like he never really nails it. It's just, it's just an odd thing to me. And like I said, I uh, we have heard the ballad of uh, what's the ballad? We haven't yeah. heard the ballad of Sir Savian Trailyard. We it's only been mentioned that once, right? It's only because been mentioned his father once. did it, and it was taxing him on his father. Right, and he yes. said even he can barely do it justice. I, but we I don't know that much this. about it. We don't and know. The, we, we, yeah, we, don't we don't know, know much the about tale. it. We don't and that's know what I'll say is it. like with their their courtship here, where they're back and forth. It's almost yes. like they're playing out that that lay of Sir Savian where. And we don't know who is Sir Savian. It doesn't follow it. Like I, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I don't think we actually know who, Savian. Sir Savian is part of my French, y'all. But I don't think we do. And that we. He's probably fictional. It's an alien song. I don't think I, it's fictional. I think it's. He's based on himself. something real life, but I think he's fictional. 
I always assumed yes. it was based on obviously Ilian and and uh, his what what was her name Lyra. No, that was You think Ilian was with Lyra? It, no, it, I'm not Ilian. Sorry. If you, if you is, follow the story, to my lane right. Wow. Yeah. If yeah. Anyway, you just, if you follow the you kind just of the story. me in a schoolyard. Is what you just did. <laughs> That's what that was. That was pantsing me in school. In this chapter, Dana says seven words to him. That's what I was going with. I'm sorry. I, I she does. At my notes. Yes. What'd you say? And seven words are. That's as much as I guess two. And always when they do the seven words play, especially in this chapter, there's always a pause. Like they are, the words they're saying cap, captures them. I don't know if y'all if y'all's caught that, but they always have like a little pause and like a circle that they like. It's kind of like a little dance they do amongst each other, and this is how it carries on through the book, y'all. Gerald, it's really interesting because I I don't know, I I know I've picked up on on Quoth saying or Quoth saying the seven words to mm-hmm. Denna, but I don't know if I've ever picked up on her saying them back. I will also say that what, while they're doing this dance, neither one of them talk about their past, which I think I already talked about beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just how we do our little chit chat to going in. Neither one of them want to tell anybody about the past. I, I feel like this is like an obvious like unsaid thing that they don't want to talk about it and, and it's but it's not so obvious that they understand each other in that mm-hmm. in that way that they are wanting to like they're just like okay I know you don't want to say anything about what happened to you or where you came from so I'm not going to ask any questions if you don't ask any questions then that's our understanding so that takes us to chapter 34 which is called yet to learn there is another character introduced, Jocelyn, and he joins the caravan and he's flirty with Denna and wants to make her another wife that invokes quite a bit of jealousy within Quoth. What makes it even worse with this particular character is whenever they set up camp for the night, he opens up a loot case and it's a trooper's loot when he takes out the trooper's loot i thought it was kind of funny that at first quote describes it as basically like a step above like firewood but when he gets his hands on it he says it's the most beautiful thing that he's ever seen even more beautiful than dinner almost his binding whether it was put on him by the Chandrian or whether he put it on himself further cracks he starts playing he loses himself he's playing it shatters he misses a note and it makes him stop playing and he realizes all these people are staring at him what happens after that is what I thought was most interesting in this chapter though Coat the innkeeper who's telling the story talks about Quoth in the third person for the first time. Now you see Denna laughing up with her with him instead of Quoth and Quoth is like Yeah, I don't really appreciate that. Uh, and I'm too powerful to actually try to join in with y'all. So I'm just gonna stoop by myself kind of thing. And then the nighttime comes out. And Jocelyn happens to have a loot. And Quoth is like, 
Yeah, so if I was maybe two days beforehand, I would definitely steal that from you, my boy. <laughs> it's how he goes with it. He's like, yeah, I will totally take it and I'll run off with it. I don't care because I've been missing music. It's actually literally been three years since I played a loop. He did. Yeah, he said he was still. It's like if it, if it was an option, he was like, yeah, I would totally steal this, but it and run off. But he he his his common sense get to him. Like, if I did steal it and run off, I mean, where am I gonna go? I already paid to go to university. It's kind of one of the moments where Crow uh, is um, being logical with it. Jonathan, I mean, Jonathan plays three songs, the number three again. After the third song, Rowan's like, okay, it's time for sleep. You sleep too late. And Derek Get says, yes, yes, we know. We'd be left behind. I'm thinking Quoth is playing not just songs that he knows. He's playing songs that he written himself when he was when he was in the doors of forgetting because I the reason I'm playing I, names because the reason why I say this is because that's what I'm going with is the door for forgetting but he doesn't know what he's playing he just start playing the sound how wind falls or riding in the band uh, the wagon of band with Ben you know what I'm saying he's playing songs like that because he says I played for maybe 10, 10 minutes to an hour I don't really know I just lost myself into the music his most powerful intimate is his music to express himself. And when he's expressing himself, he might not know he's actually naming things. His mother was great when naming, but his father was a genius on the lute. He said words, he didn't say names. words. Mm, that's... What, what words, what I mean? I, I will say, let me say, if you want to now, now right. I feel I feel I feel like a quote like hit the loot and I hit the wrong string for that person. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I'm like oh my, my cells are gone. <laughs> Thirty-four and where coat is is like playing his loot and he's like I don't know. He's he can't do anything but feel um for playing that loot is probably one of the things that really got me to stick with this series because he's it's it's just so real it's just so like in depth so that concludes tonight's episode you can find the link to all of our socials down in the description we appreciate you guys taking the time with us I'm sorry if I've sounded awful tonight I have been sick and under the weather I'm Gerald with a J tonight again, and we are sipping on the 1792. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, If anybody, it was Christy that got left behind tonight because she wasn't keeping up. Thank you guys for watching. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.